great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Yes, great day, amazing humans. Woo! Welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. Our guest today is an award-winning invisible disability speaker and PR and media lead for Canada's largest South Asian festival, hashtag Bollywood Monster Mashup. Despite being born with central core disease, a rare neuromuscular disorder that gives her only 33% strength, her spirit and resilience shine through. She recently earned a spot in the, in, in the Grand Slam Inspirational Speaking Finals after her compelling story about dating with an invisible disability while the audience at Speaker Slam. Now I want to hear the story. She has also been featured on notable platforms like City News, Toronto, RareDiseaseDay.org, and the Invisible Disabilities Association's Invisible Encourage podcast. Get ready to be inspired by her remarkable journey and advocacy. I trust that you're as excited as I am to learn more of our guests. Please join me in a big podcast welcome for Lauren Perez. Yeah! Hi! I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> oh my god, so true story, Lauren and I had a pretty, I, I think, phenomenal B-roll. We took pictures and we chatted and we gifted each other with our with our amazing energy and so now so excited to get started on this podcast I feel like we've already been talking for some time so Lauren as is customary on this podcast the opening question I ask is what has been your most empowering thought that you've had for today so far yes for today um I was thinking today how powerful it is to connect with people through sharing your story. So I was, I got a message from an old friend, someone who attended a conference that I organized a few years ago, um, who told me that seeing me share my story about my invisible disability on social media has completely inspired her to share her own story to her followers on social media um, with about her invisible disability. And there's a quote I really liked from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that says, whenever people step up and say who they are, the world becomes a better, more interesting place. And I just feel like that is kind of that in action. Like when you step up and say your story, you are making other people comfortable to do the same. And then the world becomes a better place. Oh, I love that. I'm going to actually, I don't know if that, that won't be the quote for for the episode, but I might have to put a secondary quote, Dave, and maybe look up who said, I like that one, Brooklyn Nine-Nine quote, that's a good one. So in the bio, you know, obviously talked about you having a disability. Can you take us back to, you know, maybe just the background? Like, when did you find out that you had a disability? And what were the early days, years um, like for you? 
Mm, So I was born with my rare muscle disability, but I actually wasn't diagnosed until I was about 20 or 21. Um, I had muscle biopsies when I was younger that were inconclusive. And when I was born, I was in neonatal intensive care unit for two months. I went through cardiac arrest. I was baptized because the doctors didn't expect me to live. Um, And then luckily I got better and better. But when I was a kid, I couldn't really run. I couldn't jump off the ground. I couldn't carry stacks of textbooks like a regular student could. And I had a lot of muscle weakness, but we didn't know why. And it wasn't until I was 21 where I had a third muscle biopsy and was seeing a new specialist and said right away, oh, it's central core disease. And I was floored because I finally had an answer. I was misdiagnosed when I was 12, but now that I had an actual name, I had something I could Google. I had something I could search for on Facebook and I found a Facebook group about it. And then I was finally, I think when I was in my mid twenties, found people that actually could relate to it and knew what it was. Whereas I'd made it 20 or 25 years without anyone kind of to talk to about it who would relate. So it was really amazing to finally have the diagnosis after so long. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, I, I, one of the questions I do want to ask you, I want to know a little bit about your story around dating with, with yeah. it. But um, how has, you know, my next question really comes to me is like, how has it shaped you? Because, you know, um, I, I'm already inspired um, <laughs> because from your bio and from what you're doing to help change and impact the world. Um, but I know it took you some time to share your story. And so, as you, yeah, yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. Take, take us through that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I actually, for a long time, for over 30 years, I really imagined a life where I never shared my story. I never pictured talking about it publicly. And I was lucky enough to be a part of the Speaker Slam community, the inspirational speaking competition. And I had about a year or more of seeing other speakers talk about their disabilities. Mm. And it was something that I never thought of for myself, but I was so inspired whenever I heard people talk about their own disabilities that I was like, maybe, like, maybe I can do this too. Mm -hmm. Maybe like I always, I was floored that they were talking about it and had inspiring stories around it because I always tried to hide mine. Mm -hmm. And so I had a few People uh, encourage me into competing in Speaker Slam uh, in their virtual competitions. And I thought, all right, it's one of their last few virtual competitions. My first one was September 2022, and it was their last virtual competition of the year. And so I thought, okay, I never really had a reason to share before. Like I would tell a few people in my life one-on-one, but never really talked about it openly because I didn't really see the point. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, well, maybe competing in Speaker Slam is the point. Maybe other people seeing my story the way that I've seen the stories of the other disability speakers is the point. So that's kind of what got me to share it, even though I was terrified. I think I spent the whole weekend before posting the video for the competition just completely freaking out. Um, but then I was so glad that I did because I got so many encouraging comments about it. And then I also felt very liberated, mm-hmm. not having mm-hmm. to feel like I could hide it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was something I actually didn't expect at all. But I feel much freer after getting it out there. Of course. And is there any, like, and, I, and again, I don't know, so I'm asking you live, you know, mm-hmm. are there still any parts that you are needing to release or are you have you completely shared everything that maybe once he had locked in a place of shame 
I think I've shared it all, but I'm definitely still getting used to talking about it openly. Mm -hmm. So I've made a lot of progress in that I used to, when I would tell people one-on-one for the first time, I would tear up because it was really difficult and emotional for me to talk about. Mm -hmm. I have grown a lot in the sense of that doesn't happen anymore. I'm able to talk about it openly, but there's still the nerves here and there about it's so new and still pushing through all of that. But I see the worth of it now. And I think the good thing about it is hopefully that never disappears for you because I think it still means that you're just in this awe of the experience of and the and the and yes. the vulnerability of being able to open up and expose yourself to the world, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I always say I never want to get comfortable trying to inspire mm-hmm. people, right? I always want to feel that sense of, oh my gosh, is there, is there, you know, are they going to be inspired by what I have to say? Because it kind of keeps you on your toes and it keeps you really, still really excited about whatever is going to happen, you know? So definitely. So I have to ask. So in the bio it talks about you sharing um, your experience dating with um, with with, uh, with your disability, and uh, I'm just curious. Can you share some highlights from what that experience is? Yes. So my most recent speech that I did that got me into qualifying for the Grand Slam was about how I met my current partner and the our second date where we climbed up a hill for the first time and I was kind of kind of apprehensive because it was a shortcut to a steep kind of rocky hill that he had suggested we climb to watch the sunset which was an adorable second date (laughs) idea Um, and I was a little nervous but I didn't want to seem afraid of a challenge off the bat so we got up the hill half about halfway we made it up the full shortcut and there was a bit more path to go but once we made it up a shortcut I was like, yes, I did it. I knew it. I don't have to tell him. He didn't know about my disability at this point. And then I slowly started to feel like I might faint. I was getting really hot. I felt really weak. And I kind of slowed down and he noticed and he asked if we should set up a picnic blanket by the side of the road. And I said, yes, because I wasn't sure how much further I was going to make it. And then I realized, okay, I have to tell him. I was so nervous to tell him. I was always nervous to tell any kind of dating prospect um, just because of how they might deal with it. But he was super sweet and supportive. And he said every anytime I talked about my disability after, it made him feel close to me because it reminded him of his own things that he had been afraid to share. And so it really, it was beautiful and it brought us together. Oh, wow, that's so awesome. And you've got, and you're, you're still your partner today? we're rooting for you we're rooting for you so uh, so that's really interesting because um given given the rarity of the disease can you talk to us a little bit and educate us about what it is and what Mm -hmm. maybe the day in the life of someone with this disease is Mm -hmm. so central core disease it's basically a depletion of the mitochondria in your muscle cells Mm -hmm. so there's less mitochondria which means it's harder for you to convert energy into strength Mm -hmm. it affects a lot of people differently but in my case i have about 33 percent of the strength of the average person which isn't a number i heard until i was strength strength tested Mm -hmm. at about 27 Mm -hmm. When I heard it, I was really shocked because I didn't know. I knew, obviously, I had muscle weakness. I didn't know how far off 
I was from average. And it was surprising because I've graduated university. I've held a full-time job. I have a partner. I live alone. I have a social life where I love seeing friends. I did a lot of things that one would consider an average lifestyle. And I knew they were more difficult for me, but I didn't realize like how 33% strength translated into a life like that. So I was a little devastated, honestly, hearing that because I was like, wow, that sounds really far off. But I was also kind of impressed that I have been able to do so much with so like so much less strength than mm-hmm. average. And and we always talk about like, um, so mindset, right? So I know that, for example, I'm not going into many details, but let's just say one day I was fine and then that, but I knew that something was off. And then I went to the hospital to get tested and then the tests revealed something. And then mm-hmm. within hours, I was 10 times worse than I was before I walked into hospital. So does that mindset um, then like suddenly when, so did that happen to you when you got that news or did you become actually stronger as a result? How did it impact you? I think for a while it did bring me down a little because it was kind of, I don't want to say a reality check, but it was a very like statistical, clinical, this is what you are mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whereas I was went so long without a diagnosis, went so long without having my strength mm-hmm. quantified, went mm-hmm. so long without any of that. I didn't really have a sense of what average or normal was. So Got to it. hear that, I think kind of brought me down a little. But then as I thought about it later, I was like, well, I've done a lot. I'm always, I'm generally tired and I have muscle soreness from doing a lot, but I do a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm proud of it. And then I was like, if I had a hundred percent strength, I would just be a superhero. I would be (laughs) like fucking crime out there on the sidewalks in the streets. So I was like, if I'm not, not fighting crime right now, but I'm doing pretty well. I love that. (laughs) I love that. And so, so, so sharing your story at Speaker Slam um competition um mm. has obviously opened up open up doors open up more importantly has opened you up yeah yeah and so definitely. what's the message that you can give you know you've kind of weaved it in and i think you shared a little bit with the impact it's had on your partner but there's many other people that are locked into their shame right now right and mm-hmm. feeling like um and they, everyone has a story so what's the message mm-hmm. that, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned that you can share with someone who's listening to this episode or listening mm-hmm. for, on behalf of someone else um, that might just propel them or push them or encourage them to dare to share. I think so. I live by TV quotes. Apparently I had the Brooklyn high nine one earlier. <laughs> There's another one that I love. I was watching Miss Marvel with my boyfriend and there was a quote that was, um, there is no normal. There's just us and what we do with what we've been given. And I spent a long time wanting to be normal, asking my friends if something was normal, wanting to just kind of fit in. But when I was hiding my disability and when I was growing up with it, I always just wanted to hide it and fit in. And when I heard that quote about there is no normal, there's just us and what we do with what we've been given, I was like, yes, that's it. Like there is, everyone is their own person. Everyone has their own struggles. Everyone deals with them in different ways. But that is all you can do, really. And that is the best way that you can do it, is there is just us and what we do, what we have been given, and trying our best with whatever our situation is. You know, if I ended the podcast there, (laughs) that's the nugget. That's the Uh, nugget for everyone. That's the nugget that I actually needed to hear today. There is no normal. 
right? There is just what we do with what we've been given, essentially. That's very powerful. Very powerful. That should be like a superpower. Just there is no normal. I feel like that is definitely part of my, yeah, and part of my reason. It's just like I tried to be normal and wanted to be normal forever. And then I realized no one is normal. There is whatever you are doing is what you're doing and what you are probably meant to be doing. Yes. And the way that only you can do it. Exactly. I love that. So, um, so you've done so, so the speaker slam, because I read a number of different um, appearances that you've had mm-hmm. was speaker slam the the door opener for all of those other opportunities yes so after i came in second in the body beautiful competition mm-hmm. with speaker slam this past march i qualified for the grand slam in november and i went to the grand slam last year and it was amazing stories and i didn't really feel like i fit in honestly i'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a life coach. I'm not an author. I'm not a lot of things that a lot of their competitors are. And so I really felt like I need to do things. I need to do invisible disability awareness to kind of make sure that I have stuff to talk about and feel like I have accomplished things on my road to the Grand Slam. And so because of winning the competition, I decided to seek out invisible disability opportunities. And so I found the Invisible Disabilities Association and participated in a fundraiser for them, where because I ended up raising over $2,000, I City News uh, picked up my story. So I was on City News. I then um, was I started sharing my story in different places and ended up on rarediseaseday.org. I have done, I just recently did a global news interview because Invisible Disabilities Week is coming up mm. October 15th to 21st. Come on, that's um, when your episode is airing. Yes, this <laughs> What's worked out remarkably well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, but it all started from Speaker Slam, absolutely. I never would have shared my story publicly and also wouldn't have done had all the opportunities after if not for sharing there well I hope Rena and Dan hear this because interestingly (laughs) enough we didn't know I didn't know Lauren before right my team found her and we were actually connected to sleeper speaker slam both of us and speaker slam was the catalyst for opening up like un doors that I didn't even know and same with you right like you didn't understand that mm. domino effect you know and uh, I even love how this podcast episode knits so seamlessly I had no clue into <laughs> invisible disabilities like we just you're October 19th yeah. right like and so what's it's the chance crazy. it's yes, the chance I did and not so realize that <laughs> I didn't realize that and so my social media team is really going to amp that up yeah we're going to amp that up with your with your episode and actually give voice to to this a lot more so because mm-hmm. of you and so I you know if there if that's not a message for everyone one to sign up at speaker slam this is not this is a shame, <laughs> shameless plug arena Dan you owe me money <laughs> but uh, but more than that is to really share your story and to find I love how you just kind of navigated all these different vehicles to be able to do that so very interesting question and looks like we found something about you (laughs) who is daddy cool daddy cool is my current boyfriend okay Um, daddy cool so funny story when so uh, we matched on hinge during the pandemic it was april 2021 and i get this hinge notification that daddy cool has liked you (laughs) and immediately i'm like who 
on earth Name who would do cool. Who would do this? this? And I was like, absolutely not. But then I looked at his profile and I was like, okay, he looks fun. He looks funny. Like he looks like he could carry a conversation for three days and then we'll probably get bored of each other. And as a hobby at that time, I was running a dating Instagram where I did like conversation starters and memes because I saw something over the pandemic that said people were having a hard time keeping dating app conversations going. And I was like, well, I love just like random questions. And I was like, people are still, you can't really ask somebody how their day is going during the pandemic because everyone's having the same day, but people are still people with favorite movies and favorite foods and things that they miss doing and hobbies and that kind of thing. So I was running a dating app. Uh, No, sorry. I was running a dating Instagram and I basically matched with Daddy Cool for content. I put a poll up in my Instagram stories and was like, do I X this guy or do I become Mama Cool? And 100%, 100% of people said yes to match, which really was only three people, but it was enough for me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to match with him and see what happens. And I did not honestly take it seriously at all. But then we ended up connecting and two years later, here we are. Oh, that is so awesome. Are you mama? Well, I guess, well, I guess he's off the dating app now. Did he ever explain yeah. where da- Daddy Cool came from? He, there's a song called Daddy Cool, okay. apparently. Okay. Really <laughs> yeah. And then I actually ended up using it in my Speaker Slam speech that Mama Cool, because my story was about our second date. Um, and telling him about my disability and I kind of ended it by saying that mama cool it was just something I kind of made up to mock his daddy cool character but really that is the kind of energy that I want to channel after all like cool sounds like you'd be really comfortable with herself and so it it worked in a weird way but it worked (laughs) I love and so you know Lauren what's your like as you think about your vision and your and the main fact that you are so elegantly poised um, to be able to really amass massive impact and help others with, you know, either suffering with invisible disabilities and this, any other, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of what's the, like, what's your big North star? Like what's your big hope? I'm still figuring that out. Mm -hmm. I think I, it's a very new concept to me that I could help people at all by sharing my story. And now that I, feel like I am able to see an impact from it. I definitely want to continue. I don't know entirely what that looks like, but I definitely know that I want to keep sharing my story and hopefully keep hearing from people that hearing that story has inspired them to share their own. So I think probably my biggest goal is to hear more people say that I help them share their own story and feel comfortable with it. Awesome. And I know that many people are going to say that about this interview and (laughs) drop a comment and say that this this helped me change my life. I guarantee you. Yeah. So, so I'm going to take you through um, some rapid thrivers. And mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, so when you think of someone who inspires you, who f- comes to mind first? Mm-hmm. I've always been a big fan of Tiffany Haddish. 
the actress because I just feel she's had such an interesting story in terms of like growing up disadvantaged, living in her car mm. for a while, mm. trying to make it. And I feel like she's been through so much, but always has such an insanely positive attitude and such like bright happiness. I love her. So I feel like she to have that and also have gone through everything she's been through, like super inspiring. I love when a new name is dropped on on that question. <laughs> Tiffany, I love her. She's so funny. Like yes. mega funny. And she's, oh uh, and you're right, very real. And her story is very, very inspiring and uh, very resilient, very resilient story. Mm-hmm. What is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? It keeps you empowered. Mm-hmm. I take two things. I drink a lot of tea. I just really love tea. Mm-hmm. And I use my calendar a lot. So whenever anything Whenever I remember I need to do anything or whenever like a social event or work with like whenever anything comes up, I calendar it. And it really helps me because a lot of my life is managing energy to be able to do everything I want to do. It helps me like segment, okay, what kind of preparation do I have to do for whatever is going to happen and when is it happening? So (laughs) so are you having to do that every day, sort of manage what kind of energy expenditure looks like pretty much Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there is I like how would I say um it's definitely like a daily thing just Mm -hmm. because I like if I'm particularly active one day I might have muscle soreness or tiredness Mm -hmm. the next day so just kind of like balancing out okay I can do a bunch of things but when am I gonna have a rest day just knowing kind of when that is coming up yeah thank you for sharing that honestly Mm -hmm. what is a book that has helped you with your thrive Mm-hmm. I haven't been reading as much as I want to lately, but there is a book that's on my list that is, uh, it's called, but you look good. And it's by the founders of the invisible disabilities association. Mm-hmm. It's basically about how people can support other people living with invisible disabilities. Mm-hmm. And that's something because I'm now also an ambassador for the invisible disabilities association. I really want to see what other literature is out there and how mm-hmm. people are saying people can be supported well that's awesome um an app you mentioned your calendar is there another app that helps you with your thrive i started a gratitude journal over the pandemic and i've lost my streak now i do it as much as i can but i had a 500 day streak at one point okay i was very proud of and it's called grateful okay okay Mm -hmm. and so i liked it because it kind of just turned into a record of daily yays or like highlights Mm -hmm. of my day whether that's like, oh, something someone said really, oh, sorry, whether it's something like I had a relaxing day or I ate something really good or someone said something really nice to me. Like it was just really nice to look back and mm-hmm. feel like oh, that was a good moment and have so many of those and helps you focus on that. Mm-hmm. So that definitely I'm going to look that helps. one. So I have a gratitude journal, but when you said oh, game, yeah. when you said it has gamification, I'm a gamification junkie. So like yeah. I have the Bible app on game of I'm at like 686 mm-hmm. days or something like that. I have, <laughs> I play um, word bubbles. I play elevate. I, I just, oh. I to see, open up the app and see that number mm-hmm. is like that whole, and what is it releases endorphins? or something yes i'm so proud (laughs) and when it goes to zero because i miss doing it by midnight oh my god it happened to me the other day on elevate on uh on one of the one of the i think it was wordle 
I, I thought yeah, I did um, it, but I didn't do it and it went back to zero. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So the gratitude journal app in the, uh, there was actually a separate habit tracker app that I was using to kind of keep track of every time I, uh, like every time I took vitamins or every time I did my gratitude journal or different habits and seeing that streak really got me. Oh, like, that's cool. The habit tracker is another one. Okay. I like that. I'm going to look that mm-hmm. one up too. So grateful yeah. and habit tracker, everybody. Habit share. Yes. Oh, habit share. <laughs> Have it share. Have yes, it share. Okay, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um, so what is one misconception that people have of you? Like, especially as they see you on the stage and t- telling your story mm-hmm. and living with maybe knowing or not knowing that you're living with an invisible disability. Hmm. I think people who didn't know that I used to hide it when they see me now, doing podcasts like this or doing TV interviews or doing online articles or being an ambassador, they might have have the conception that I always wanted to do this or always planned or always like was open about it when that is like absolutely not the case. I never saw myself here and it's kind of just, I said yes to a bunch of things that I was scared of all the way through but also intrigued by mm-hmm. and interested that like, oh, just sharing who I am and who my story like could be beneficial to anyone at all and could open doors. And mm-hmm. so I think it's such a stark change from what I was before that I feel like it feels because I am doing a lot now that it probably seems more natural outwardly than it does inwardly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So where do we find more of you online? My Instagram and pretty much all handles are Lauren says, yay. (laughs) And do you have anything coming up that we should know about after October 19th? Yes. So on October 21st, I am receiving the Invisible Disabilities Association, But You Look Good Inspiration Award um, during a virtual ceremony, virtual award ceremony. And that's exciting because I'm actually the first Canadian to win an award from the Invisible Disabilities Association. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And then on November 18th in Toronto, I am competing in the Grand Slam Inspirational Speaking Competition for Speaker Slam. And I'm going to share a story based around the theme of joy. I love it. And where is that taking place? That is at the CBC Glen Gold Theater in downtown Toronto. And again, I'm not I'm a, they, I'm not on their payroll, but if you I am <laughs> going to be in the room. So speakerslam.org, check it out and go and check out the, their November Grand Slam. It's going to be amazing because it's all their best speeches of the year. Um, yeah. Love it. So I have one final parting question for you. This podcast is called Empowered in My Skin. And can you share with us what that means to you? Being empowered in my skin, I think, is having now the confidence to step up and say who I am. Mm. I It's definitely something that I've grown into very recently. And like I said earlier, it has felt very liberating mm-hmm. to be able to share my story. And I feel definitely more empowered having it out there. I love it. I love it, Lauren. I'm I'm so grateful for you, actually, and grateful for I'm grateful for this interview on this day for sure. Um, there was a lot that you said that I needed, you know, in this space, you know. So thank you, thank you for sharing, and thank you for spreading thank your you. light in this world. You are helping many. 
with and without invisible disabilities. But yeah, thank you for helping make this world a better place. I'm so touched. Thank you so much. It's been such a great experience. I love it. I know we're going to be more connected in the future. So So to everyone that's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I guarantee you are inspired and empowered and it's time for you to share your story if you haven't already. So get on and do that. But for now, this is where we have to say we're out. Bye-bye. There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered in My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.